0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Barons of Boston podcast. Uh, My name is Joe Zanka, your host, COO, and co-founder of On Demand Storage. And I'm here today with my guest, Joe Young. Joe, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm great, Joe. Thanks for
0: having me. Great to have you on. Neil. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and your position over at Dell?
1: Sure. So uh, obviously, Joe, you and I go back to the college days together, going to Babson College. But I've been with uh, basically the same company since, since I graduated Babson. Um, so I started at a company called EMC Corporation, which was an information infrastructure provider, um, really focusing on businesses, both large and small, um, helping to store, protect, and manage all of their critical business information. Um, and about four and a half years ago, some, somewhere in that time range, EMC was acquired by Dell Technologies. It was actually the biggest acquisition in, in technology history to date. Uh, for sixty-seven billion dollars. So um, after the merger, I've, I've been with Dell and Dell EMC since then. So um, it's about nine years now. It's been it's been a great uh, great experience and a great run. But that's what that's what I'm doing. And I've always been in sales uh, since I started at, at EMC. Uh, my current role today is I am the senior director for U.S. sales for what we call data center sales. So it's focused on all of our information infrastructure products like servers, networking. Uh, data storage, data protection, backup and recovery, uh, and some cloud computing areas of our business. So, um, anything that helps customers uh, transform their IT infrastructure and store, manage, and protect all of their critical business information is is where I focus my time, and uh, that's where my team focuses their time.
0: Great. Thank you very much for telling us all that. Um, obviously, super important stuff when it comes to managing data and um, Making relationships, so kind of going off that, you know, this is a, I guess, a a little bit of an entrepreneurial focused um, web series. But when it comes to sales, you know, it's basically like running your own business, obviously, and and you build your own book of business, you manage your own book of business, client relationships, and and maintaining those is key, and then you know, obviously, making new ones. And in your role, you've gotten to the point where now you're managing um, a lot of people, so it's basically you know, just running your own business with inside a bigger corporation. So if you could kind of go back to the beginning when you first started at EMC and before it became Dell, um, you know, tell us a little bit about maybe what you would tell someone who's coming up those sales ranks, trying to climb to the top. And, you know, if there was one thing in particular that, that you did while you were first starting out that, you know, someone could, who's in that position or looking to build their own book of business, kind of hone in on.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's funny because if you look at Dell Technologies today, uh, Michael Dell was an entrepreneur. He started the company in his dorm room, right? And, yep. and now there's 160,000 employees globally. So he's a great success story about an entrepreneur. Um, and I still think there's a lot of, even though it's a very, very large company, there's still a lot of entrepreneurial aspects on how we run our business and, and how uh, we give people the uh, freedom to go do things and come up with creative ideas that can spark growth within their own territory. So uh, from a sales perspective, you hit the nail on the head. One of the the biggest things um, when I'm talking to a sales rep and and, and advice that I got when I was younger in my career was you are the CEO of your territory and you own that territory. Um, So at, at Dell and at EMC, in my opinion, we focus on four things uh, that really lead to a lot of success in your territory as a sales rep. Uh, The first is activity, and and I think it goes without saying, but the harder you work, the luckier you get. So if you can focus every single day on driving high activity and making sure that you're in front of customers or making those extra calls um, to find that new opportunity, you're gonna be successful. Sitting around and waiting for your phone to ring and someone to call you asking to buy something just doesn't happen in sales. So you have to go drive that activity and make sure that you're constantly in front of your customers, your partners, um, and even your extended ecosystem within your own company to go drive more pipeline and drive more activity. So that's number
0: one. Uh, number, two,
1: um, number two is around messaging and, and, and making sure that you know your brief and you can get in front of, and when you get in front of the customer, you can deliver a message and get the customer excited about what you're doing, how you're relevant to them. You ask great questions around qualifying their problems and their challenges and how we can align to that. So making sure that you know your brief um, and, and you can really uh, hold your own in front of the customer and get them excited and be passionate about the value that your company can provide to that customer's key. Um, number three, we call it building champions and we call a champion, someone who's going to sell on your behalf when you're not there. So, it, so in a, in a customer situation, it's who is that person within your customer that really is going to buy into everything that Dell is doing to help their company and how are they going to go sell Dell on your behalf throughout their organization to get the key decision makers on board with making an investment in, in Dell. So, you know, you can do that through entertainment. You can do that through just, you know, providing value and making sure that they fully understand the value that, that we bring, how you're going to impact their business. Um, we, we call it building champions. And I think it's really important in sales to build champions when you, when you're dealing with your customers, your partners, etc. And then finally, I call it operational excellence or oper- operational command. You know, sales, a lot of people think sales is all about, oh, if they like me, they're going to buy from me or, you know, if I can talk, you know, that's great. But it's, it's sales is a process. And the best salespeople that I see stick to a process every single day and every single week and every single month. Yeah, yeah. And they deliver their business in a very predictable manner. So they have a strategy, they have a process and they stick to it. Um, and, and I call that operational command, operational excellence. So, so the most successful salespeople in our company have high activity. They can evangelize our message with passion. They build great relationships both internally and externally with their customers and, and their yeah, partners yeah, I mean, and internal uh, people. And then finally, they deliver their business predictably um, every week. So I think that leads to success. But but like you said, it's it's you are the CEO of your territory. So try new things. Be creative. Try and think outside the box. What are some other ways that you can get your business growing more quickly? Um, and if it works great, you go build on that. And if it doesn't work, you can fail fast and try something else, right? That's, that's what's fun about being in sales is you can be very flexible and, and really make the decisions for how you go run your business in your territory.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you touched on a lot of really good stuff there, especially for people who are just starting out. I mean, I think that, um, That's what you guys preach to your, you know, and EMC before it even was Dell, you know, was obviously known for its like intensive, but you know, very solid and very professionally built sales training system, and and you could see obviously, I mean, with the acquisition that you talked about, how that led to success, and it all starts off like you mentioned with the activity, you know, I mean, finding creative ways to get out there. I mean, that's something that within my own business, we're we just learned, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, well, how can we, you know, there's a lot of automation that can go into that, but there's also a lot of, you know, you being there ready to follow up, you, you know, hitting those lists in different ways. Maybe you send some people gifts after you talk to them, like little just yeah. creative things that um take it to the next level. And then Absolutely. being able to um, you know, when it comes to referrals, I mean those those are the easiest sales, like you mentioned. So being able to build champions, to have people willing to talk on your behalf and tell not only the people within their business that they should use us again, but you know, if, if you have another sales opportunity, they want a referral, being able to speak very highly on you. I mean, I'm seeing it all, you know, as a, as a entre- young entrepreneur, you know, four or five years into this thing, all that stuff coming full circle and just how important it truly is and how if you, like you said, just stick with it, you know, build a process and, and make sure that everyone that you talk to has that same type of, relationship or that same type of, you know, passion about what you do and, and they really think that you can provide the best service there is, then it will just compound. It will compound and compound and compound. And and, and then yep. you can teach that to other people that, you know, we inevitably hire. So, um, yep. yeah, I mean, that's, that's great stuff. And I think that, um, you know, anybody listening who is just getting into their career, just getting into their sales. I mean, sales is a great place to start um, for any career. I think if you know how to sell and you learn these processes that you're talking about, you can apply that to whatever industry you want to go into because you can speak. To yeah, it.
1: yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we're selling, you know, obviously technology solutions, but you can apply those principles to really any type of role in sales or business, for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll say the one the one quote that's always stuck with me, and I think has served me well in in my time. Um, at EMC and at Dell is, is get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, you know, change is a good thing. Um, If you get complacent in one area, that's usually not a good thing. So constantly challenge yourself to, you know, do something extra, right? Take on more responsibility, go, you know, make sure you're not getting complacent with one customer or one relationship that you have, keep expanding that. Absolutely. Um, and the more you do that, the more you're gonna learn, the better you're gonna be at your job. But then also also, I think management within the company is gonna see this person's willing to take on more. Let's give this person more responsibility so you can ultimately grow your career.
0: Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And I think that even on a personal level, just to touch on what you said, being like as an entrepreneur, getting you don't want to be comfortable basically until you're like about <laughs> to retire. I feel like you yeah, know once right, you start getting right. comfortable, that's when you know, things start to slow down. You know, I think people like us, um, you know, want constant activity, constant change. Want to, you know, if, if one part of our business gets comfortable, it's like, well, let's start something new maybe, or let's like go after some new clientele and, and build that back up. And, you know, and that's where, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's, that's a really good quote. And I think that it's um, it's very relevant when it comes to sales and when it comes to, you know, building, building a business. Um, So kind of moving forward a little bit, I know obviously you touched on technology kind of ever changing. Um, You're obviously in the big tech world, you know what I mean? When it comes to enterprises, you know, massive companies buying data centers, like you mentioned, I mean, how do you think um, you see technology kind of moving business forward? I mean, obviously, the biggest companies in the world right now are just big tech companies. Um, you know, I guess, where do you see um, a lot of them focusing their attention right now within the, the business world?
1: That's a great question. Um, and it's very relevant with what's going on right now. So if you, if you think about it, no matter what industry a business is in, technology drives growth and it drives innovation for that company. Technology is, is core to every business in this day and age. Um, And businesses that are not innovating on the technology side are going to suffer. So just, you know, look at, you know, we call it digital transformation and and that's traditional companies that are leveraging technology to uh, drive more sales, have better customer experience, make things easier for customers to do business with them. Um, and, And really all of these companies are trying to figure out how do I go through this digital transformation? And, you know, just think about any industry, any company, is being disrupted by technology. You right. look at what Airbnb did to the hotel industry. You look at what Uber did to taxi cabs. Um, those are very high level and, and kind of obvious examples, but that's going on anywhere. You know, I always say to uh, when I'm when I'm talking to people that want to get to know, what, you know, why should I get into IT, this and that and the other. A very traditional example is banking. Bank, banks have been around forever, but if you look at banking today, are you going to do business with a bank that doesn't have a mobile application? you know, you're not going to put your money there, right?
0: Right, You
1: you have to innovate in these ways um, to make sure that you retain customers and gain new customers. So if you look at the largest banks in the world, Bank of America, um, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan Chase, et cetera, et cetera, they are all um, leveraging technology in a very, very big way. It's probably one of the most important things to their business um, because that's how they're going to grow. So I think technology uh, is, is really disrupting every industry. Um, and it's the customers that are on the cutting edge of digital technology that are going to have the best customer retention, the best customer experience, and they're ultimately going to drive the most revenue and make the most money.
0: Absolutely. And it, the, so I think the the main focus is definitely on innovation. And I think that it's amazing how quickly innovation can take over nowadays with technology. Like you gave a lot of really good examples, mobile apps, Uber, Airbnb, you know what I mean? Like those things, 10 years ago, but I mean, like they weren't even a thing. And now it's like, that's what everybody does. And that's what, um, so you'll see, I think a lot of the, the bigger companies continue to move forward in that change the world with, you know, little iterations, little innovations. Um, but then even with, you know, smaller businesses like myself, you know, using technology to automate processes, using technology to, you know, maybe, maybe you look at it and you're like, well, this business might not be profitable because it needs a lot of people or it needs a lot of, um, it needs a lot of overhead. But then when you actually take a step back, you're like, well, if we can apply some of these things that exist out there, you know, you don't have to invent your own necessarily as a small business, but you can learn about all the tools that are available to you and apply them. And it's amazing. Like once we started doing that, even just on a small level, like how much you save in the long run, how much time you save, which allows you to do more things, and how much money you eventually save by, you know, not having to maybe hire two or three extra people to do the job of, you know, one application or, um, you know, having to acquire new space because, but, you know, maybe you just, again, use this application that will tell you how to maximize the space you're currently in, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I mean, just constantly innovating within your own world and then, I think when, when you mentioned, you know, how all these companies are just going to continue to innovate. So you have to kind of be out in front of that, learn about it, um, stay top of mind and keep it top of mind, you know? Totally agree. So when it comes to, um, you know, sales, I think that, you know, obviously the whole world was kind of affected by COVID Um, going back to a little bit about what we talked about earlier, you know, how you make relationships, uh, maintain relationships, you know, a lot of that, I think within, Your business, you could probably say prior to March was, um, you know, a little bit old school in the sense of Mm -hmm. there was physically going to places, talking to people, meeting people in person, going out to dinner, like you said, entertaining them in some occasions. Um, but that all kind of came to a halt and probably still is in most occasions, you know, I mean, so a lot of the conversations are going on the way that me and you are talking right now. Um, so I guess, what have you kind of learned from COVID? What have you, you know, seen, like, within the business world, I guess, um, having, you know, such a impact within your own industry and, and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. where do you think, um, well, looking forward, that might change how sales is potentially done? Or do you think it's ever going to, you know, maybe come back a little bit? Like, what have you guys innovated and, and learned about it, how to kind of deal with it?
1: Yeah, it, it so that's, it's interesting because, Yes, my my job prior to COVID, I was on a plane almost every week. Um, I was flying into the different regions and spending a lot of time with the salespeople going on customer visits, spending a lot of time in front of customers. Um, And then obviously a lot of internal meetings as well, you know, going to the headquarters down in in Round Rock, Texas, et cetera. But um, yeah, I think we're proving right now that this remote selling works. You know, Zoom, for example, what what we're on right now um, has made remote selling uh, very easy. You know, you're not on the phone with someone, you're looking face to face, you can judge people's reactions. So, and I think customers, um, to be honest, like this a lot. You know, it's it's sometimes probably a hassle for them to have people into their headquarters, especially with everything going on right now, which is why I think the recovery might be kind of slow is even as the economy and states open back up and, you know, things like that, I don't think too many businesses are going to want to have strangers come on site and, and meet with them, you know, given everything going on. So um, I think this remote selling and this remote workforce is here to stay. Um, you can be very, very productive working from Zoom. I mean, I think I'm on more meetings now during COVID than I was when I was flying around, just because it's so easy to get on back to back to back to back meetings um, and really maximize your productivity when you're working from home. So, you know, I think. Long, long term, yes. Customers do value the face-to-face meeting. They want to know who they're doing business with. They want to be with their strategic partners in person. But I just think the frequency of those visits probably will go down with things like Zoom uh, being so easy and, and so effective. I mean, uh, you really do have a, an in-person kind of experience when you're looking at someone right, right, right in front of you on video. So um, you know, I just I think this will continue down the path that's on, and obviously. Uh, Yeah, face-to-face probably will never go away, but I just don't think it's going to be as frequent and as often as as we probably do it today.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it makes all the sense in the world, you know, when you factor in, like you said, things like air travel, even things like traffic, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people, they just, because of the world we grew up in and the world, the way it's been forever, you know, that just was something that I think… COVID is kind of proving that that was something that we became accustomed to, but n- isn't necessarily something that's um, required, obviously, yeah. now that they have technology like Zoom and, and what we're talking about. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny to see because I think, you know, you can attest to it too. Like you said, you went from flying all over the place, you know, going different offices, even around Boston, you know, getting in your car, driving, you know, an hour and a half there, sitting in traffic, all this stuff, to yeah. working kind of fully remote from, um, from where you are right now and yeah. still being able to be very effective still being able to be i think the efficiency is key and i think that you know a lot of people in your position like i mentioned were used to that and that was like part of the job description but now it doesn't necessarily have to be like fully the job description and i think sure. you're probably enjoying that to a degree right
1: yeah, it's been it's been it is it has been nice for sure.
0: Uh, not getting
1: on a plane all the time has been good. But uh, you know, I think the one area that I do miss the most is just being with the teams. You yep. know, I think yep. I think having uh, really. strong. Strong relationships with the people that you do business, you know, you work with every day. um, That's what I miss, and I think it does hurt team morale a little bit when you can't get the the group together for a happy hour dinner, or you know, even a day long meeting where you're going through business reviews, and then maybe you know you do something fun afterwards. That's what I miss the most, and that's where I think the biggest impact is just on the overall morale. Um, But I think in terms of productivity, we haven't really lost anything. We've probably gained from, from, from doing this.
0: Wow. Well, that's great to hear. That's great to hear, but hopefully that can stuff, you know, that stuff with whatever's on the horizon can kind of get yeah. back at least you can build up the team. And, you know, you guys, even if you're all working remote can meet somewhere after and, and right. have it not be, um, you know, dangerous or, or, you know, have people not feel kind of weird about it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So throughout the COVID um, you know, I've been asking, I guess, my final question a lot of time has been um, about, you know, different books um, that, you maybe have read. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be over the last six or seven months, but um, you know, something that maybe you've picked up recently, if um, if you've been doing some reading, um, that you would recommend to our audience.
1: Um, good question. So yeah, I've, I've actually another thing with COVID. I probably read more than I've ever read. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, being on a plane too. That you know, I, I like to read books when I'm on planes. You know, yep. unplug from the computer for a little bit and try and read. I'd say you know, in my current role today, uh, managing people. Uh, a book that's, that's really, uh, that I enjoyed. Um, It's called Straight from the Gut. It was written by Jack Welch. He was the former CEO and chairman of GE for years. Um, And it's just, uh, he had a very, very interesting style. Uh, He's actually from, from the Boston area. So you'd like it as well. Um, But, you know, the one, the the biggest takeaway I took from his his book is you can never spend enough time um, on your people in, understanding your people, knowing your people, developing your people. It is all about people. And I, you know, he, he took it to such a a high degree of just the level of emphasis that he put with his management team and his individuals um, making sure that he had the best people in the business running, running his teams. And, you know, I I would say that his, a lot of his success came because he had um, the greatest focus on people. And, you know, in my business today is it's all about finding the best talent and putting the best players on the field to go execute our strategy. So I think that's always stuck with me. And then, you know, from a sales perspective, um, for those people in sales that are listening, a great book for sales is called The Challenger Sale. Um, and, and it really uh, digs into how, you know, the, the most effective salespeople and what are the qualities of those effective salespeople and how do they challenge customers to think differently. Um, and, and ultimately, that drives larger um, in, in bigger transactions, because customers um, are thinking differently, you challenge them, you understand their business, and and you can ultimately um, help solve bigger problems for them. You know, a lot of people think that uh, the best salespeople and the customers buy from salespeople because they like them. And in reality, that's not always true. Um, if you pull customers that the, usually they say, I'm buying from this person because they provide a lot of value and they're getting me to think differently and they're going to change my business and impact my business positively. Yes, likability is important. People will buy from people they like, but it's not the most important thing that you can do in sales and the challenge sales goes in, it goes into that a lot.
0: Awesome, awesome. Two books that I'll have to pick up. I haven't read that one. I've, I've always um, admired Jack Welsh. so I will definitely be reading that one. And then, you know, just things that are relevant to um, kind of where I am and and where, you know, I think a lot of people maybe are within their career and you can always apply a good book to, um, to learn and, and, and kind of make a pivot and, and uh, help you with maybe a challenge. You know what I mean? Um, We're doing a lot of hiring and, you know, finding the right people Um, and you do a lot of, you know, part of that is maybe going through a couple iterations with the quote unquote wrong people for a position um, so you can either pivot them out into a position that they better fit, like you said, learn about them, where they fit, apply them here, or, you know, find, um, you know, find a role that, you know, you can apply the right person to and train them properly. And if they're willing to do the job and they, you know, they're, which is part of finding the right person, then they're going to succeed if you, if you spend enough time with them and put them in that position to succeed. Yep. So, awesome. Totally. Well, look, Joe. This has been awesome. I think you've provided a lot of uh, really good insight, and I think that um, you know the high level ability, the ability for you to speak to a high level on you know certain things that your company does and certain you know different effective things that you do um, has been super helpful even for me for this short amount of time. So I appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's been great catching up. So thank you.
1: Yeah, good to see you, Joe. Thanks for having me, and uh, look forward to seeing you in person soon.
0: Awesome, buddy. Well, we'll wrap it up now. Take care. I'll talk to you. All soon. All right, have a
1: good one. Bye bye.